Thank you for tuning in to Women That Wait. This is season two, episode five, Digging Deep. And this is part two of our conversation with Randall Mitchell. So we're going to pick up where we left off the last time and continue to dig deep and get his perspective on what it is to be single right now from a gentleman's perspective and what input he can give us as women into our singleness journey. Okay, Randall, so um, could you just give us, um, tell us about single and motivated and exactly what it is. Absolutely. So I'm really excited about this. It's two things. It's a book. And number two, it's a, rather, number one, it's a daily book, motivational book. But number two, it's also an audio version. So essentially, there's 25 keys, principles to living a highly rich and fulfilled single life. So essentially, if you are single right now, this book is to motivate you while, keep you motivated while single and to gear you up to become the best version of yourself for when you are in a relationship. So everyone has to get this book, the audiobook in particular, because I really give my all when it comes to just speaking as opposed to with a book you're just mm-hmm. reading. So I'd encourage you, grab a hold of it on uh, my Instagram page. The link is there, Randall Mitch. And uh, you can grab a copy. Okay. All right. Thank you. So, um, yeah, we, we left off with the pressures, eh? Yeah, talking about the pressures, the pressures. of dating in the church. Dating in the church. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that, you know, men and women, we experience, we do both experience pressure um, in different ways um, from different people, some from similar people. But at the end of the day, I think the way we interpret it is different. So, because I think at the end of the day, like, Christian women, like, they definitely don't have a problem dating a Christian man in a church. But from what I've heard from past guests and other guys, again, Rumble in the Pews, is that, yeah, um, Christian men are not so inclined to date a woman in their same church. And we actually did a survey a while back, and the survey was very reflective of that, confirming that men don't really want to they're not inclined they're not excited yeah. to date a woman within the same church as them that's interesting um but i'd love to hear and i think um we've got some um people on on instagram um question to you tavia what what physical attribute is important to you a guy in a guy so mm-hmm. physically yeah yeah you know, I'm not really that picky physically about the physical appearance, but at the same time, I am human. Yeah. Like, for me, um, yeah, I think he just needs to present himself well. And if he's a snazzy dresser, that mm-hmm. does help. But, I mean, I have been attracted to guys who are kind of sloppy. Yeah. And, and, I mean, like, where their clothes wasn't the focus of their presentation of themselves. Gotcha. But I, again, if he is, uh, if he's well put together, I do like that. I definitely value a man in a suit. Like, I think that's really nice. Like a man, that- a suit. someone said it's almost like, um, a man in a suit is like, um, a woman with lingerie. Oh, well, there you go. The, the way, the way a man looks at the way a woman looks at a man is, is the way a man looks at a woman. With lunch. Something about a suit, huh? Yeah. Something about a suit. Like, you know when you go to a wedding, right? And, like, yeah. guys all dressed up in a suit. Because you don't see guys in suits often. I mean, unless you are, you know, you work in, like, Wall Street, business, Bay Street. But I think, yeah, when I go to a wedding and I see, you know, that guy that I usually see in, like, jeans or trap pants. And he's in a suit. I'm like, hmm, this guy cleans up well. Like, that yeah. definitely catches my attention. But for me, and this is not necessarily physical, but... 
any guy out there is looking for me, the number one thing is if he's wearing cologne. I just think that's, like, that's something like yeah, like even he could be like ugly as dirt, but if he's wearing some nice cologne, he's got me. Okay, okay, let me let's hear because we love to hear about the on our guests who online. Mm-hmm. Is it true that cologne order of one to three? Yeah, how important is cologne on a scale? Of, I'm gonna hear by you, Tavia, and mm-hmm. I want to hear by the guests. Um, between one to three, how important is cologne? So, if a guy is not wearing cologne but he smells good, that zest soap, that's all right. Zest soap is two. Cologne is, you know. So, so if there's three, if there's number one, number two, number three, where does cologne fall on that, on that um, scale? Two point five, because three is mad important. Okay. One is not too important. So let's say number one physical attraction is. Uh, the suit mm-hmm. number two is okay, or rather, let me let's just give the three things. Yeah, between between um, the suit, mm-hmm. the cologne, mm-hmm. and the body build of of the guy. Yeah, where does the cologne fit in? Is it number one, number two, number three? Oh, yeah, I would say. I would say two, but I don't want it to be where it's like it's mandatory. You know what I mean? Like if he, like I said, I just like the aura of the man to smell good. But if he has a nice cologne, it's drawing me. Like I will be yeah. behind him. Like you know what I mean? I will not leave his side. My oh my, yeah, cologne. Eh? Because I just think that's so like you know, yeah. Like especially like I said, the general like musk of a man is nice, but that just adds to it. It's just very, I guess, sexy. I think that's the only word I can use to really properly. Convey what I'm trying to say. Cologne, That's eh? a big thing for me. It doesn't mean he has to, but if he does, oh my goodness, stop that. Mm. <laughs> mm, mm. And I mean, I would love Delicious. to be that person buying him cologne, you know? Do you want to smell? Mm-hmm. I trust you. Okay. I trust you That's smell good. good. I noticed. So. <laughs> That's good. But yeah, like I think for me, like physical appearance, because again, I'm a woman. I just value that security. I value that safety. I value how he makes me feel, you yeah. know? Like, I just want, I like guys who are honest, who are truthful. Honest, but not raw. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those are the things that attract me. And, you know, intellect. Like, I like a guy that I can conversate with. If he's not really talking to me, if he's just watching the TV, watching CNN, watching sports, he's not really into me. That's not really stimulating me in any way. So, you know, Tavia, I think um, just based on how we are as as individuals we can go very deep on subjects and we can also stay very light on you know on playful topics yeah but i wanted to ask you this because i i think you would have um you would have an interesting um take on this the first kiss Hmm. (laughs) tavia yeah um how important is the first kiss oh you're asking the wrong person. And I'd like to. I'd like to. Um, I'd like to paint a picture. Can I paint a picture? Paint a picture. I'm gonna go a bit closer to the mic. Can I? Sure, absolutely. So, uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. <laughs> Great. Go ahead. So, when it comes to the first kiss, Davia, apparently there are so many things you can tell by the first kiss. Hmm. Apparently, there are telltale signs that you can foresee in the present and the future based on the first kiss. You know, when 
when you collide with that special one, there's an immediate knowing of how things are going to continue and how things are going to end. Okay, I'm talking a whole lot of nonsense right now. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? But, what uh, but yeah, no, uh, share with me, like, what's uh, the, the first kiss? Mm. How important is it for you? Or mm. is it important? See, I'm weird again. That's so much pressure. Oh my gosh, now I'm nervous. Now I'm, I, I can, like, never. Can you drink some again. water and some sugar water there? Just to. What? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I don't think I'm the greatest kisser. I think that's why I feel like, you know, I'm like, dang. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, I think what you said is right. Um, I think for me, because what you, for you, it's the first kiss. For me, it's holding hands. For me, holding hands is huge. I think that first time the guy takes your hand, he's making such a declaration and a statement. It's just like, like you literally, when you're holding hands with your partner, you can feel their heartbeat. It's like what is coursing out of you is coursing into him. Mm. So, sure. So, I mean, appreciate now. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, for me, holding hands is probably one of the most romantical things that you could do. Uh, If there is such a word as romantical, there uh, is. I created it. Okay, okay. So romantical. uh... Okay, so, um, but my question is, Mm -hmm. uh, do you find kissing is is it an important factor? Oh, it's very important, and it's very important to me. I'll just let you know. Got you. Let everybody out there know it's very important. Because, yeah, it's true. It's kind of like, it's again, it's the way it's why is, why is it important to you? Because you're making yourself vulnerable. And again, just like the holding hands, so true, eh? you're connecting. Like yeah. you are bearing yourself physically. Yeah. It's one of those physical representations um, of you connecting with the other person. Like yeah. you're doing this intimate act with someone uh-huh. and you don't do it with other people. You know uh-huh. what I mean? So you're saying in that moment, I care about you this much that I'm willing to be this will be with you in this manner. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it, it's important though. Like I love holding hands. It's very big to me. Like I said, the first kiss and the first, you know, when that guy just grabs my hand for the first time, it's a big thing for me. Yeah. But yeah, I think kissing is a is it's important. It's and important. it does tell you a lot about your partner. So I just think it's a lot of pressure for me personally. But you know, I yeah. just hope for the best, man. You know, it's interesting because um um I've been thinking a lot about this not recently, but in the past. How do you know when you are experiencing a true love? Hmm. I would love um, for you to tell me that because I can admit right now, if I haven't said it before, I've actually never been in love. Okay. I've been in deep like, maybe lust, but yeah. I've never fallen in love. So if you can tell me what to look for, then that would be helpful. Thank you. So I, I, would, I would like to bring our attention to... Um, we know the story of how the Easter story mm-hmm. of how Jesus sacrificed um, himself for us mm-hmm. and how, you know, he died on the cross and they crucified him for our sins. And when it bring, when bring it back to the question, I truly believe that, you know, you are experiencing true love with someone whether it's yourself or whether they are truly in love with you mm. is based on that one word. Okay. And that one word is sacrifice. sacrifice. Yeah. How willing are you to sacrifice for the other person? Okay. 
that will be it will be a gauge okay it's not a hard fact but it's a gauge yeah. of of how intense your love is for that person okay whether it's sacrificing your time your money your energy your resources mm. of course not your life right but, uh, <laughs> I, I love you baby but not my life eh? yeah i won't stand in the road for you eh? not that much <laughs> yeah uh, but but it's that one word of sacrifice okay so um, for us listening to this, just keep that in the back of your mind, you know, um, the word sacrifice mm. as you are on your journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with a lot of people these days is that sacrifice takes a lot. And a lot of us are really selfish. We're selfish with our time. Like if you think about um, the book, The Five Love Languages, right? Uh-huh. And you think about the four different things that people express their love with. And I think for me, my love language is um, time, right? So time, eh? yeah, like time, like, you know, that personal time, and like when I'm really, you know, deep with someone, I, you know, I give up my time because I like my time a lot. I had like my alone time. I like my chill time. So it's, I think it's called quality time, right? Mm. Like, you know, you're spending quality time. So for me to take from my personal quality time to spend it with someone that is the sacrifice for me. And when I see somebody taking their time to spend with me, I interpret that as, oh, they really like me because they could be doing anything at this point and they're taking their time and giving it to me. Yeah. So... So, yeah, and I think our culture is very, very selfish. And I, I don't know if it's like maybe in the olden days they were taught better about, you know, sacrifice. And our society now is so individualistic that it's just, it's you know, got to look out for number one, right? Yeah. And when you're in a relationship, that does not work. You really have to be, you really have to sacrifice because you're not... You're a partnership, right? Yeah. You know, you're not a sole proprietorship. You are a duo. Yeah. And it requires, in order for a relationship to work, it requires, as you said, sacrifice. Sacrifice. You have to yeah. give up something. You have to be willing to lose. On the last, the last podcast, the couple that came on, um, the husband said, when you're in a relationship, when you're in a marriage, a lot of times you're saying, when is it going to be my turn? And he said, the answer is never. Mm. So when you say my turn, what 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 is he like? When is it going to be about me? Oh, when am I going to get a chance to do X Y Z? You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. So a lot of people go into relationships on a very selfish tangent. It it does. It's not supposed to work because it doesn't make sense. Because maybe the pure purity of what a relationship is doesn't happen. So what ends up happening is that one person is getting 10% of yeah. what they need and the other person is taking the 90 because they're being selfish. And this other person who's getting the 10 is trying to, you know, to try to float, survive, and live just by giving that person the 90 because, again, they don't want the person to leave them or there's a lot of shame. Mm. So I think that, yeah, what you're saying is good. I think that we need to come out of this individualisticness. And I think it's a challenge, especially for the women who have been waiting for a long time, they might not be selfish subcon- like, you know, subconsciously they might be doing it, but not intentionally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, like I think about myself, I've been on my own for a while. And for me to join up with someone just all of a sudden, it's going to take work. It's an adjustment. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I hear you. It's, it's, it's definitely an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's an adjustment. If you're willing to make it, you, yeah. you, you're willing to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you ever told me, like, I don't think I asked you yet, like, what is your top thing when you're looking for a woman, when you're looking for a future partner? I think I wanted to ask you about the, what things are the not, non-negotiables? Like, what things are like, if she's this, yeah. no. You know, for me, um, 
there's two things that I look for. Yeah. Um, there's many things that I look for. However, okay. there's two mm-hmm. things I'd like to bring to your attention. Okay. So the first thing is, I've got to be physically attracted to her. Okay. The second thing is, um, what really draws me to someone is if they are instinctively a positive person. Okay. You know, there's people in your life where you just know they're going to be instinctively negative. You bring mm. an idea to them, they you know, look at the um, yeah. what's going to go wrong with mm. it, or you come home, you know that person's, you know, just going to be in a negative in a, in a negative space. Yeah. I'm not saying that you have to be po- positive all the time, but instinctively, are you a positive person? Yeah. You know, is that your initial? Um, response so yeah. those are two things that are big mm-hmm. big for me too yeah. that's pretty good because yeah. that's actually you hit one of mine too because i feel like you know if you're in a relationship or you're in a marriage i can't come to a negative home mm. because and not going too deep 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 but there, I have exp- no there's an insurance bucket there. yes insurance bucket so oh, you can Lord, drop the name drop the name one. you can drop the name please, there. no 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 but first please. and last name right oh jesus but and the address as well okay come on but the lord knows that i have gone through that and i can't yeah i can't continue that like one I'm, i literally i would rather have a silent partner than a negative partner gotcha. I cannot do it because i've it, it's i've been there done that and as you said, it will drain you. And I think a lot of people don't even realize. You don't realize what it is like when someone is sucking the life out of you. Because you're coming home. Like, I feel like my home is a sanctuary. I need to feel good in my home, first of all, because I'm putting a lot of money into it. And that is my refuge from the world. Yeah. So I need it to be safe. And I can't come to a space that is supposed to be my refuge and feel unsafe. This can go back into, like I was saying, with the men. This is actually that's the same thing. Like I said, how women just want to feel safe. Like if I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with this guy, I need this guy to be the person. Like I mean, he can't be my everything, but he can't be taking me into a deeper pit, right? Totally. Yeah. So I I hear what you're saying. So and I hope you get that because it's important. Yeah. No. But um. But no, Tavia. Um. <sighs> You know, we've we've covered a lot of things today, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but there's still a lot of things that can be covered. Yeah. Um, I know you've got a couple of questions there. Um, I think uh, we can, um, covered most of them, but yeah. I don't think you told us what your non-negotiables are. You told us what you like. Non-negotiables. Yeah. But just tell me just one thing that... One thing? Yeah, just one. That if a woman has this, mm-hmm. you're out. Yeah, she has uh, bad feet. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> And surprisingly enough, bad feet for a guy is is a deal breaker. Really? Total deal breaker. Oh, um, that's interesting. I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if you asked a hundred men if the woman had bad feet, would that be a deal breaker? And, and I bet you ninety percent would say that's a deal breaker. Oh my goodness! It's a deal breaker. See, the thing is that that's a shocking for me. I don't know, like, I mean, not to brag, but I think I got decent feet. I've had a couple guy comments. Could I see? No, because my feet are not in the prettiest, you know, but you need to see them in their perfect form. Okay, gotcha, yeah, You know gotcha. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I can show you a picture. Okay, no, no, no. Yeah, I can show you a picture. That's okay. So, or I can just, you know, but anyways, but what I mean is that, like, ah, because I feel like at the end of the day, 
I don't want to, again, I don't want to say as Christian women are struggling, but we feel we can't be that picky, you know? But I have heard guys like that. I had a friend, a gentleman friend tell me about, oh yeah, he met this girl, she was so beautiful, but she had man hands, and she was out, and he was out for her. I was like, say what? So I guess this is equivalent to the feet thing. To the feet thing. Dang. So your woman's got to be up on her manicures, and her pedicures, actually. Yeah, and a big thing about the hair, too. Okay. A big thing about the hair. Every too, so. man is about the hair. The hair, yeah. Yeah. But it's but it, thank God it's things that can be improved on, right? So. Okay. Um. But do you feel you're someone that when you're looking, if you see the woman's hair is kind of like like a six out of ten, you'd be like, okay, you know, I can stick with her and then try to guide her towards. For sure. Oh. Yeah. That that's it's that's why I say it's thank God it's things that can be improved on. But here's the thing, right? though, because a lot of a lot of us feel that. Again, culturally, that's such a big issue. Like, we're coming into these relationships and we're trying to change people. You know what I mean? Because what would happen if, you know, your woman is like, no, I like my hair the way it is? Is that going to be your deal breaker Well, we wouldn't be getting into the relationship in the first place, uh, Tevi. Okay. You know, so... I think that's a big fear among us women. That the man is going to demand us to be something that either we're not comfortable with or we it's it's hard to maintain. I mean, we're struggling already, you know, trying to live up again to the Meghan Markles and the Halle Berrys. So to come into something and feel that pressure, Hmm. that is really... It's it's a lot. Like, I know it would be a lot for me. Like, I would need someone to take me as I am. And I mean, you can... There's a difference between... And I'm not saying you're saying pushing... But there's a difference between encouraging and pushing. And I think especially, like, um, I think we talked about, like, physical appearance and weight. Like, I think a lot of people, a lot of men don't realize. Um, there is, I mean, let's just be real. There is a issue with a lot of Christian women. And, you know, they're in communities and their weight and it being a certain way. And it's kind of like a cyclical thing because a lot of women are so stressed about being single that they eat. And then that causes them to be, you know? So it's kind of like, it's a double-edged sword in that. And then in a lot of women, and sometimes I know women who fall into this category, their weight is not where it's supposed to be, A, because of a, uh, like a medical thing. So, and I know a lot of women who are in that category too, so it's almost something that they can't help. So are those women, what are they supposed to do? Like, there's, I know a lot of women who would love, who were in tip-top shape, but they had a medical issue, and it just tanked it. And then, so does that mean it's like, well, she's going to be without love? Or does she have to just find that one guy that will take her as her is? Because, I say this because what we've noticed in other communities that two people meet and they say, this is who you are, I like you, that's it. Whether you change or not change, I take you for who you you are, not for who I kind of want you to be in the future like i'm taking you as a 10 you're a 10 right now yeah even if the world doesn't see you as a 10 you're a 10 to me you're good don't stress about this that and the third so uh can i give you two answers for this mm-hmm. i'm gonna give you the um the faithful answer okay and i'm gonna give you the um the answer that I also think you need to hear. Yeah, sure. So the faith-filled answer would be, you know what? God's gonna send you. Um, God's gonna send you a man that's gonna love you for who you are. Okay. That's the faithful answer. Okay. And then the other answer I need you to hear is this: the man that you're gonna attract 
in other words, you're going to attract not what you want, but who you are. Okay. So you are going to attract simply that. Okay. <laughs> if you are a two, okay, you cannot expect a nine. Okay. If you are a two, you can expect a two and below. Okay. Now, now hear me again. This is the answer that I don't want to give, but it's the yeah. answer I feel you need to hear. Okay. You know, and the reason why I say this, Tavia, is because I truly believe there is, when it comes to advice, mm-hmm. you've got to take advice with a grain of salt. Yeah. So in other words, when I'm reading a book, mm-hmm. I cannot take the this book as gospel. Yeah. I've got to say, hey, I understand what I read. However, let me look at the other alternatives. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the approach I take also with giving advice. Yeah. Like, um, yes, faithful advice. You're going to find a man. But yeah. at the same time, just know the man that you're going to... If you're not going to improve yourself, mm-hmm. you're going to get what you who you are. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, yeah. if you, so if you are... So, <laughs> Wow. So if you are, oh, tell me, I say thought you were going to say, don't insurance, say it, Rana, don't say it. Bucket, insurance bucket, insurance bucket. If you are overweight, okay. Um, the faithful answers will say, God's going to send you someone um, that loves you for who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and ideally, that is what we want to believe. And uh-huh. that is what we would like to happen in our lives. Okay. You know, I'm not a mean person. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, um, alternatively, there's the other piece of advice would yeah. be if you are overweight mm-hmm. you've got to be okay with men not giving you attention you've got to be okay mm. with men looking past you wow. to the woman that is skinny or the woman that has a nice figure you've got to be okay with a below average guy you got to be okay yeah that's interesting i never thought of it like that yeah. i think from my i i like i said i totally co-sign on what you're saying yeah to an extent um, For I sure, think, and, yeah. and and you know, Tavia, and I don't mean to interject, but no, um, especially when it's podcasts, mm. people hear what you say, yeah, and of course you try your best to say it in a way that that is straightforward, but at the same time has sensitivity, yeah. But it's different when it ha- comes to having a podcast where we have a visual setting, we can actually see that this person is saying it out of a space of love yeah. and not just what you hear, which might yeah. sound crass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think so. you're crass. I think you're like, I think you are echoing what the other guys on the podcast have said. Yeah. Like, you know, we've had some hard moments, but it's truthful moments, Yeah, you know, especially when we talked about like, how come, like why? And I think you answered this. A lot of Christian men aren't excited to date Christian women. And I think one of our guests said that, yeah, sometimes when you see, this um, group of Christian women who are always single, it's almost like they're leftovers. And he was very clear about that. He was like, you know, um, leftovers aren't attractive. You think of leftovers as food. You're not excited to eat leftovers, oh, right? Shame. I mean, well, thing. I mean, you're kind oh. of, you're almost, you're almost co-signing on that as well. You know what I mean? How dare you say that, Tavia? How dare I'm quoting the other the gentlemen. They are not leftovers, Tavia. But it's almost, you're almost saying the same no, thing. No, I hear though. you. I'm just fooling around. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, it's fair. It's fair. Because I said, this is a space of learning and yeah. this is what we're learning. And I mean, again, if, as you said, someone is not really taking care of themselves. Like, why would they expect someone who does take care of themselves? Although we do see it with women to men. Like, we see women who really take care of themselves with men who don't. Yeah. And that's a different ballgame because, again, 
women are looking for security. You know what I mean? They're looking for someone who is not going to leave them, who's going to make them feel safe. That is more important to a lot of women, women than the physique. Yeah. It, it, it just is. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Everything else is just a nice to have. But yeah. if you have, don't have that foundation of, mm-hmm. hey, I'm here for life with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's, it's, and, you know, with this podcast, I know because it's, it's such a lengthy one, we, we're going to have um, different types of comments because we spoke about so much. Yeah. Um, but I, I just do want to say that I truly believe like with all feedback that is given and all um, advice that is given, it has to be layered. So for example, the way the way I responded to the question of the woman that is a little overweight, mm-hmm. I approached it like you approach it like a sandwich where the first slice of bread is where you know you're giving the faithful answer to say hey it's almost like the um, uh, the cuddly the kumbaya answer <laughs> um, in the middle you've got the meat which yeah. is the the practical yeah, the, real. The, the real the uh, the the advice that you really wish someone had given you because you didn't get it because they were afraid to tell you yeah. and then coupled again with, an, with another slice of bread of you know the kumbaya you know mm-hmm. things are going to be okay yeah it cannot it cannot uh, be any other way for the fact that if you just give the meat it's mm-hmm. going to come too harsh across of course if you just give the kumbaya they're just going to be all up in their heads and there's no practical application mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah absolutely no i really value insight though because um you know, I grew up with this idea where it's that men don't even struggle at all. And this goes back to the first question I asked you. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just like if a man wants to, if a Christian man wants to get married, he'll get married. Yeah. If he wants to be successfully successfully married, he'll be married because there's just so many women out there. On the first podcast, I gave the ratio of three to 20. That for every three Christian men in the church, there's 20 women. Three, you know, three, okay. Just three to 20. Sure. You know what I mean? It's crazy, and, eh? And yeah, and I, and, I, and I even further that by saying, you know, growing up in the church, I saw those three guys chase one girl. So what and, and was... What, what was your observation about that one girl? Why do you think they chased the one girl? Because, as like you were saying, physically she was there. She, okay. I don't even think she needed to take care of herself. I think it was more genetics. Like, you know, gotcha. she had that genetically appealing hair. She had that genetically appealing body uh-huh. you know what i mean i think she didn't even need to open her mouth she could have had the crummiest personality she you know i mean he didn't for sure no matter what they were just risking it all like we talked about yeah. sacrifice right they were sacrificing all of it for her you know we we get as men you know we get so dumb when we are in the presence hmm. and of a of a beautiful woman okay it's it's crazy, Tavia. <laughs> like the um, the things we would say, how we would act. You know, it's like we act one way with 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 our boys and mm. and with women that we feel are not attractive. We act one way with them, uh-huh. and when it comes to women that are beautiful, like I mean, beautiful, mm. um, it's like we lose all senses. So that's what it is. It's 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 a phenomenon, I think. So is it? It's not, a phenomenon, I think. Sorry to cut you off, but is it no, fair no. for me to say, okay, I'm waiting for that guy 
to lose his senses for over me. Come on. Come you know, on. Right? Appreciate Tavia. Why not? Yes, sir. Not? It's only thing about me is that if lose it. When I find that guy, he's always never a Christian. That's the struggle I have. Yeah. You know, the guy who was like, whoa, this guy's like crazy physically. No, right? I think you I'll start I mean? a church, Tavia, that mm-hmm. just allows hot men to be okay. in the church. Let me know when you start that church. And um, I will be there. We'll By myself. Don't come, ladies. No joking. No, mm-hmm. I think now we're talking about the Chippendale. Oh, no. 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 No, no, no. We're talking that, about that's, 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 that's. You know, when you invite that stuff in your life. No, that's not a church service. We have the praise and worship team as a oh, bunch Lord. of Chippendale dancers. Okay. I haven't heard Chippendales in a long time. I know. That was the closest thing that's too. That's so uh, funny. Well. But I think it's true for men. It's true for women too. Like um, when they see a hot, hot guy that just, you know, they, it, 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 I've, it happens, and I see it too. They just lose. Yeah. I think you women are just are, are just um, better at um, at masking uh, your true um, you know your true feelings. Are we? Uh, when it comes to, I mean, no, I, I don't think you are. Like oh. <laughs> s- specifically, like for example, in yeah. um, that I've seen in um, when you look at you know the male exotic dancers, mm-hmm. and you see how women lose their minds. Yeah. You know, um, so I know you women in settings like that. But of I'm talking course. about I'm talking about a conservative settings. You okay. guys are okay <laughs> with you. Got you. You are you know used to yeah. um, covering your true intentions. Yeah. But I feel you guys do lose your minds too with oh, hot, yeah. hot men. Oh yeah, we can. What, what happens? I think it's just it. I think it is whoever we're surrounded with. I think that's what it is. If- I'm talking about what happens in, t- in, your, in, in your body, like oh. <laughs> for me it's just yeah it's a sweating it's just like oh it's getting hot, hot in here getting yeah hot. <laughs> it's getting hot in here okay so that's actually true it gets hot yeah okay and then the blushing so your body temperature goes yeah, up yeah the body temperature goes up and the gotcha. blushing i mean as dark as i am yeah it's just like oh man <laughs> and yeah. it's just like shucks and it's like yeah like i'm a person like almost like you know i wear my heart on my sleeve so uh. it can get difficult to hide you know, yeah. but then it's one thing when he walks in, but if he says something, I'm gone. Yeah. I'm gone. I like, That's such me. a common thing. Hey, you know, he was so hot until he opened his mouth. That can that, make that's what, that's what we want to typically say, right? And, yeah. Yeah. If he says something good, it's just like game on. But if he says something crummy, it's like game over. Yeah. And it's very hard to come back after you've lost, after you've lost a woman's respect. Yeah. Yeah, it's like and a lot of once you've been placed in the friend zone, it's mm. it's it's very tough to come back. But that just brings up another subject about men and women being friends. Uh-huh. And then, you know, sometimes um, one of our guests said that they really believe in building a friendship first and taking the time and then pursuing a relationship. So I asked him in that situation, aren't you afraid of being friend zoned? Right. Okay. Because if a guy is friends with me for a year, hey, I'm going to think he's not interested. What did he say? He said no. Because, again, he said friendship is the biggest foundation. This is a married guy, mind you. Gotcha. Um, and he was just saying that you have to build your relationship on common interests. And you need to take that time. Right? So, right? What do you think about that, though? That it needs to be first friends and then... Yeah, like you need okay. to take that time to build friends. And then are you risking being friend-zoned because of that? Um, you know, 
of course, this is podcast is where no one's really the expert. I think we're really building on the subject together. Yeah. Um, but personally, mm-hmm. I don't. The one thing that separates friend zone from the not friend zone is the phys- physical attraction. Okay. Right? All right. Mm-hmm. So, so that being said, if you start off as friends, I don't. I kind of don't buy that. Yeah, we. Um, we started as friends. Yes, maybe you started as friends technically in terms of you both are quote-unquote friends. But I do believe that whilst you were, whilst you guys were friends, in the back there was, there was the, there was the attraction. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, in the back, I believe the woman was, or the man was like thinking, you know what, if, uh, if this ever goes further, I can actually see myself. Hmm. But right now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the game. I'm not going to act all desperate and needy. And I'm going to, quote unquote, pretend to be a friend until we are alone in the room or the car or wherever we are. And we can kind of let things, quote unquote, happen. Okay. So I don't think it was, I don't think it's clear cut as we're just friends. No, it was, quote unquote, friends as a title. Yeah. But in the process, it was like, hey, if things can go further. Mm. Yeah. I think that's what um, it was too. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Guys can be very sneaky. Mm. Um, and for me, we all have different approaches. Okay. One approach would be where um, an indirect approach where if I know I like you, mm. I won't say it. Okay. Um, either because I'm afraid or that's just not how I do things. I'm afraid of rejection. Mm-hmm. The other approach of where is, you know... Um, I'll tell you up front. Okay. This brings me to the question mm-hmm. of, um, it's funny because my friend and I, we're having this discussion of how men and women lead each other on. Oh. And when it comes to doing the actual thing, then okay. one gets cock blocked, one get blocked. Mm-hmm. And it's like, stop right there. But then you thinking, but we then just, so for example, um, as a woman, you know, you you alone with a guy, and you guys are chilling, watching Netflix, and um, you know, you, you say your shoulder hurts a bit, and you know, you say, hey, he asks you want a back rub, and you say, sure, and you take your take your top off, and you, you know, you got your bra on, whatever. Say what? And he gives you a massage, right? Yeah. And you guys are just friends, right? Mm-hmm. And then getting the massage and. To you as a woman, it's just all, it's it's all, it's just a massage, nothing more. Yeah. But that you, is not but, just but you allowed him, you you took your thing off, you allowed him to, and now the guy's like getting turned on by giving you a massage. And it's like, now all of a sudden he goes in and, you know, he's behind you and he goes in for like a, a kiss and you're like, whoa, 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 stop it right there. Mm-hmm. Or it goes even further where, you know, um, he takes his top off, yeah. and it's like you stop him right there, or you even go further, yeah. you know, yeah. and then you stop him right at the point where things are getting real intimate. Of course. And it's like, <laughs> as a guy, you're thinking, like, you led me up so far. Yeah. So my question to you, Tavia, would be like, where do you draw the line? Do you even ask for a massage? You know what? It's about boundaries. And the first boundary that was crossed is that they were alone together. 
So I believe, and I felt uh-huh. Christian men protecting me in that way, that they would never be alone with a person, especially if they're not attracted to that person. What do you mean alone? You mean like there alone no, in a room? Yeah, there'd okay, be no not like driving or anything. No, okay, no, 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 gotcha. no. But you okay. know what I mean? Yeah. In a potential situation, there's places that you can't help but be alone, right? Like driving or, you know, you're working on a project or something like that. That's fine. But I'm not going to call a guy who's my friend over for Netflix and chill. Like that's a boundary you need to set because there's the potential for what's happening. So that was the first problem. So, I mean, if the woman, you know, asked the guy to come over or whoever asked, there should have been a no. So that's number yeah. one. The second thing is that... That's, asking, a, that's a good point right there. Yeah. Stopping it right there. You have to. Because you know what, with Mike Tyson, right? You know, and yeah. the whole oh, yeah. thing course, where, you know, course. so... Yeah. yeah, continue. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing. Like I said, I felt guys protect me. Because then if a guy asked me to come to his house and watch movies, I'm in my mind like, why? The first thing I think, okay, he is interested in me. Yeah. So because no guys who are friends do that. They don't. They just don't do that. You know what I mean? Not even especially not lonely. Even Christian. No, I? because what you know what I mean. So and then yeah. the take the asking, touching, physical touch is a big issue too. So yeah. asking like just because okay, she says her back hurts, whatever. I can't remember if it was she to ask for a back rub or the guy who suggested it, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, no physical contact. Yeah. Just no. Don't be cheap. Go get a massage. If you can be, yeah. if you really want to watch movies with your friend and the friend is a person of opposite sex, okay, but no touching. Yeah. Like, no touching. Because then what else is that? Like, you know what I mean? Then, to take it a top off, that's just, that's just dumb. Like, you know what I mean? So, essentially... Because, you, because you would actually get some woman that would say, no. but you know, um, it's... I don't want to go and get a massage by someone I don't know. You know, he's my friend. And, so what does you know, that have it's, to do with uh, that man? It, you know, it's, he's my friend and we're just no, there. And it's, no. I just want a massage, nothing else. That like, is manipulation. Tavia, can't, can't, I, can't a woman no. just get a massage, Tavia? No. 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 Wow. That's manipulation. And if a man is allowing that to happen, that means he's not setting proper boundaries. You know what I mean? So, but Tavia, if I say no, then he must just stop and... And then leave. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah, absolutely. Well, then bye. No, like that. No, can't just get a massage, do you? No, no, physical touch. No, physical touch is dangerous. Again, you have to, it's a a boundary. That skin to skin contact. I mean, this is textbook. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's sensories in our body, right? So when you light off certain sensories, it conveys certain messages in your brain and in your emotions. And like like yeah like i'm even big on the hugging like i'm not even trying to hug every man out there because i just think it's like it's connected to intimacy you know what i mean it sets off certain things in your mind to say this is gonna happen those two people were not doing themselves a they were they were doing themselves a disservice and they weren't being honest with each other yeah you know what i mean so and i think it's important especially for young women Mm -hmm. to hear this message because A naive young woman, if not an older woman, would have that paradigm where it's just a massage. You know? No. That's immaturity as well. You know what I mean? But you guys don't know, like with guys, um, you just don't know what a guy will do when he's hot and bothered. And it's at that point of where he's ready to go and you're not ready to do it. You just don't want to put yourself in that yeah. It, it's almost like, you know, you you buy a, a, a fancy 
um, a Mercedes Benz. Okay. And you're driving, and you're driving 12 o'clock to, let's say, a, a dangerous neighborhood. Let's say you, <laughs> you're driving over to the West End, for mm-hmm. example. Yeah. And you drive over to the 7-Eleven there. It's filled with gangsters. Yeah. And you pull up, and you um, get out of the car. You leave the car keys in the car. You have all the. You have your main window down, and you go into the store. Mm-hmm. And you go into the store for at least twenty to thirty minutes. You're browsing around. You will then say, "But no, Randall and Tavia, it's not right. They shouldn't even be looking into my car. They shouldn't even be, you know, approaching and getting and stealing the car. That is wrong." Hmm. You see where I'm going with it? I see what you're saying. You yeah. know, it's like, you would. what would that make you as the driver? It will make you foolish Yeah. to be uh, expecting, yes, it, it's, a, it's a law. You shouldn't be doing it. But just don't put yourself in that situation. And that's the thing. I think that people like to play with fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then when they get burned. So I think each, you know, men and women have to, again, set boundaries and be accountable to each other and also need to protect each other and again it's just it's just not fair to you know lead people on i mean because that leads to hurt right i mean you know men like like you're saying like the guy who wants to be who is friends right now not enabling it and then later get more like the two people could be attracted to each other and something could happen and you know that's fine you know what i mean so i mean like um just this last thing that i want (laughs) to say is that again with Christians dating, you know, especially because we were called to save ourselves before marriage, um, even still, you could both be great people and have the best of intentions, but still can't be alone in a room together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no hurts going on there. There's no agenda. But, you know, we are human. So there still has to be that level of protect, like protecting in a boundary still. Say, okay, we can't hang out, you know, in a house by ourselves. You know, we can go on a date. We can go walk in the park. But we can't, you know, I've had friends before they're married. Their boyfriends didn't go up into their bedroom. You know mm. what I mean? It's just, again, it's boundaries. Gotcha. Because we're called to be, you know, we're called to be different than the world. You know what I mean? We watch a lot of TV and movies and we think it's all romantic and hee hee hee, it's great, but we need to protect ourselves. And again, we're called we're called to be of a different standard. So, you know, if we're really calling ourselves God's children, we're not perfect, but what yeah. should happen with a relationship with a Christian men and women is that we should be calling each other to a standard. So if there even is a point where one person in a couple is going too far, we need the other person to say, okay, let's stop. Because then what is it if you guys both lead each other into a bad place, right? Hmm. Yeah. I hear you on that one. And um, I know, Tavia, of course, we've got to go. Mm-hmm. And um, But I just wanted to leave off with just a little bit of an encouragement. Okay. Um, so whether you are male, female, you know, you are young, you are old, um, I just want you to keep these three things in mind when it comes to how to live a motivated life. Um, Because as you know, the year's coming to its first quarter. And for some of us, um, we haven't uh, achieved the things we want to achieve. And Mm -hmm. we're kind of feeling in a a space of where, you know, I don't think this year is going to turn out the way it's going to turn out. I need to keep these three things in mind, especially if you are in a state of where you're feeling like just throwing in the towel and not giving you 100%. These these things three things are that I need to you to keep in mind is 
three P's, the letter P's, I'm going to deal on three P's. The first P, in order to remain highly motivated, I need you to keep your purpose in mind. Now, there's a, uh, there's a scholar by the name of Michael Hyatt, and he said, many a times those that has lost their way are many a times those that has lost their why. And for and, and and just based off that saying, I want you to keep the purpose of why you're here in the forefront of your mind every single day, knowing that because it is a bull's eye, that is where you need to be aiming at. So that's the first P. The first P is purpose. The second P is people. Now, in order to remain highly motivated in this lifetime, you've got to have at least one person in your corner that you know whenever you speak to this person, you're going to be believed, you're going to be Leaving refreshed and revitalized. You know that person, whether it's a brother, a cousin, a family friend, or a neighbor, that you just know once you get off that phone with that person, Tavia, mm-hmm. that person just, you feel uplifted. Of course. So I want you to keep that. So number one, keep your purpose. Number two, keep that person and that those people around you. Number three, I need you to keep your past in the back of your mind. Now, you and I both know that because you've lived long enough, you've gone through things where you thought you weren't going to make it. But hey, look at you now. You are a past, that past experience. You know, Tavia, it reminds me of David and Goliath where okay. uh, David saw Goliath. Mm. And when he saw Goliath, he said, you know, I've overcome the bear. I've overcome the lion. And because I've overcome those two things, I can surely overcome you. Mm. And my encouragement to you is, you know, think back of those times where you couldn't pay your rent, but you did. Mm. You know, you were in the hospital, but now you're out. And now you can say, because I overcame that, I can overcome this that I'm going through now. So keep those three P's person or rather uh, purpose, people and your past in order to live a highly motivated life, Tavia. Can you say the three P's again? Yeah. So it's purpose, Mm -hmm. it's people and it's your past. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Randall for that um oh so, it's been a joy i hope this is going to be the longest podcast you'll have in oh, 2020 it definitely has. this is definitely going to be a two-parter which i love yeah and i'm so excited thank you again for coming on women that wait and thank you for just sharing your input again a lot of golden nuggets that we heard today so we're going to be taking that with a grain of salt or maybe a rock of gibraltar you Come know that's on. fine as the lord leads so um before we leave I just wanted to end off with one verse. I like to end up with a verse just to, again, encourage everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at Psalm 68, 8, and it says, the part A of the verse says, God sets the lonely in families. So wherever you are right now, whether you are, you know, you've been single for a long time, single for a bit, you're just coming off a heartbreak, you're just entering into a journey of a relationship. Just remember that God does set us up with families. What that family will look like may not be exactly what you see it. We're calling you to be open to whatever the Lord has you he will take care of you whatever the future is for you wherever you are right now just understand that he has got you he will set, he will literally set you up with people with friends it could be in the church it could be the community people at work to kind of guide you while you are in this period so i just oh, yeah. want everyone to just um just to hold on to that as you go and uh, as you leave and you stop listening and you think about where you are in your singlehood journey so again thank you everybody for listening to women that wait and we'll and meet with you next time.